0: key woman welcome to episode 15 of the game plan we are in the postseason ladies and gents it is exciting as all get out when it comes to fantasy football today i am going to break down some moves some tough lineup decisions some of the hardest players whether you should start them or look Otherwise, I'm getting in the trenches with y'all because I, too, am in the postseason. Of course, we will go bargain bin shopping for some good Week 15 options. So, ladies, gents, children of all ages, let's start game planning for our Week 15 matchups. All right, as always, before we dive into the first segment, let's go over some updated Injury news, so let's go with the missed practices, the the pessimistic stuff, this the, the stuff that we like the least. Doctors, well, they did not clear Mike White to play, so he will miss the Jets' matchup against the Detroit Lions, a juicy one at that. Zach Wilson will be the starter in New York. Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are both out again. Damian Harris has been ruled out of the Week 15 matchup in Vegas. Cortland Sutton will miss another game. I had some high hopes for him, especially with the soft playoff schedule, but he is going to miss Week 15. And his quarterback, he did clear concussion protocols, but that didn't matter. The Denver Broncos will hold Russell Wilson out of their matchup, so he will not play against the Cardinals. Chase Claypool is out with a knee injury, and Traylon Burks is going to miss yet another game with a concussion. Some limited practices. So DJ Moore, it's been a roller coaster ride. Not only of a season, because it has been, it's been an insane ride for DJ Moore. But this week has also been a tough one. He logged in back to back full practices Wednesday, Thursday, and then was limited on Friday, and was limited. At, I mean, he was listed as questionable with an ankle injury. So will he play this weekend? We'll have to wait and see. Gonna want to monitor monitor that situation against the Steelers. Trevor Lawrence is questionable with a toe injury. He did play through it last week, so there is no really real reason to believe that he will miss Week 15. Aaron Jones has logged limited practice all week due to an ankle injury but is expected to play on Monday Night Football. Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson, woo, woo, Ramondre practiced on Friday, baby, and they are both questionable for a very good matchup for both players against the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, who they will be playing against, will carry the questionable tag into week 15 with a slew of injuries. He's played through him thus far, so you're going to fire him up if he's in the Raiders lineup. Hollywood Brown is sick. He's a sick boy and missed Thursday's practice, but he did practice in a limited fashion on Friday but he is questionable, but he's expected to play with Colt McCoy at the helm. Pat Fryermuth returned to practice and then was taken off the injury report. You know, if you want to hear a little bit about Pat Fryermuth's season, go ahead and look at the profiler underscore NFL TikTok where your boy posted a Pat Fryermuth video. Let's get to the good stuff, shall we? The full practices. Bengals wide receivers, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are questionable, but should be ready to play because they did log in some full practices. Zach Taylor, do not pull shenanigans on us. We need Mr. T this week, and we need him in the playoffs. So please play him to the full extent that he can. Washington's running backs, both. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, my man, Tony G. They both were removed from the injury list. Should be good to go for Sunday night football. Justin Fields and his running back David Montgomery they're both feeling better they were under the weather earlier in the week and they are now off the injury report Amari Cooper and Deontay Johnson have both been dealing with hip issues they are two off the injury list and should be ready to go uh, by the time you're hearing this if you're not here live first of all if you are live yeah, shout out to you guys but if you're not you might already know how Amari Cooper played because he has the 4 o'clock game here on Saturday Romeo Dubes is set to return to action but they Matt LaFleur said they're not Going to put too much on the plate as he gets back. It's okay. We at Player Profiler are all about Christian Watson and we're not really all about Romeo Dubes. We all kind of know how we feel about Mr. Dubes. Mike Williams, he will not carry an injury designation versus Tennessee. Get him in your lineups. He looked great last week, returning, and Tennessee is a fantastic matchup. So you're going to want to play him this week. That will wrap up all the news and notes, the injury concerns that we may have. So let's keep it moving, shall we? This week's segment, it's called In the Trenches, because Medici Womb is here to dive deep, to get into the the thick of it. We're in the trenches. We are in the postseason. And whether you're playing for a chance at a high draft pick or a fantasy ship, you gotta win these next few weeks. In week 15, there are some tough, tough, tough lineup decisions to make. Some players that uh, you know, might be ranked high but have tough matchups or or something along that sort. So we're gonna go in. We got a slew of different positions and we're gonna go through them here. I got six players that I'd like to highlight this week. The first player. Justin fields now fields throughout the early rankings portion of player profile. uh, We had him in the top seven. I think he was at seven. Um, He has since fallen down to quarterback 13 on player profile. But if you look at a lot of rankings around the community, he still remains top seven, even top five, but should he be? And if you roster, are you playing him with confidence? Now he is going up against the toughest defense in fantasy for quarterbacks the philadelphia eagles have been an absolute nightmare they've been able to get at the quarterback they have two i think top four corners in cody Carpentier's cornerback ranks uh and those two cornerbacks uh bradbury and uh darius slay they're going to be tasked with shutting down um not Amon ross st brown but equinemius st brown and Byron Pringle, I think, or, you know, Nikhil Harry. So they're not going to have any issues shutting down those corners, and they can get after the quarterback. They are the 30th most advantageous matchup for opposing quarterbacks, and even for rushing quarterbacks, they're still ranked 21st. They give up about a half a point less to the mean on the season. So where we're looking to get those yards, where we're looking to get those points, I should say, from Justin Fields, Uh, It's going to be tough, tough sledding for uh, fields this week. Philadelphia Eagles, they rank second in past DVOA. They've given up the second least amount of passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And in terms of the rushing floor that we always, you know, that we really grow to love with Justin Fields. Uh, they're also pretty good, like I said, at shutting down. They've only given up 273 rushing yards to quarterbacks this season and only one rushing touchdown. So, having said all that, am I playing Justin Fields? I do have him in the league, so I can talk personally. Personally, here you know, we, we, we're doing this together, we're game planning together. I am nervous. I am looking elsewhere. Um, I one option that I do have is Deshaun Watson, who has a softer matchup against the, the Ravens this week. I have to make that decision on Saturday. Uh, again, by the time you're hearing this, maybe that decision already looks good or bad. We'll find out. They play on Saturday, uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I don't. I'm not confident in Justin Fields this week. Um, what I kind of expect from him is a little is along the lines of what we saw of him against the Packers. Uh, he had 21.3 fantasy points last uh, in that matchup. Uh, he was QB5, but if you're going up against you know, Josh Allen he goes off or you're needing a little bit more than that, I don't know. I'm just a little nervous. He did break off a huge touchdown run against the Packers, which is something I don't love to completely bank on, but when it is Justin Fields, you can do that. Now, last week, let's just go back one week, Danny, uh, Danny Dimes, played against this very defense. So what did he do? He kind of has a similar skill set. He's like the he's like he's like Justin Fields light. Well he had only 26 rushing yards. He put up 19.4 fantasy points. That was QB11 on the week. He didn't even reach 175 passing yards. He did throw uh no interceptions, which again Fields last week had two picks. So having said all that I'm not looking I'm looking elsewhere. When it comes to Justin Fields, um, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking for a streamer if, you know, if just if Trevor Lawrence is available, Tyler Huntley is higher than him in our rankings. If you can get your hands on an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And if you have some solid cojones and you're watching live, because again, this is a decision that may be too late if you're catching the podcast or a video later. Matt Ryan. We got Matt Ryan inside our top 10. Matt Ryan is going against the Vikings, who have given up 300 plus receiving or uh, passing yards in three or four, maybe even more than a bunch of weeks in a row. Uh, so if you have some solid brass cojones, that's a move to make. But again, it might be too late by the time you're hearing this because Matt Ryan plays in that one o'clock game, you know, just 45 minutes from now. So, uh, if if you're in two QB superflex, stick with Fields. There's no better option. Uh, there's not. So I'm sticking with Fields in those formats. But in one QB, uh, I am gonna I am gonna I'm gonna look elsewhere. I'm super super nervous there for Fields. Uh, the next guy that I'd like to talk about is a running back, Travis Etn. Travis Etn takes on the Dallas Cowboys at home. Uh, Dallas has the sixth best rush DVOA. Uh, according to Football Outsiders, so it is a tough matchup. Uh, They give up 0.68 points to the mean, negative 0.68 points, so that's the 18th most advantageous matchup. It's not a good one for ETN, and ETN has struggled since the Jaguars' bye, since week 12. He had 0.3 points, 7.6 points, and 3.2 points. He has not finished inside the top 35 at running back in three weeks since the bye. Now I'm pretty sure that coincides with a foot injury and my man Jack Kavanaugh has covered that extensively on fan, on uh, player profile today. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, and I think he is doing it with good reason Again, Am I playing Travis Etienne? Sometimes there are just not better options. I will acknowledge that, and I don't know each and every one of your leagues. So if uh, you want to get into a little more detail, go to the Discord, and we can chat it up there. But as terms of just surface, I am looking elsewhere for uh, my running back two or running back play or flex by wherever he falls in your rankings Uh, because Dallas has been really good against the – the the running back position they've been a stouter defense and if things get out of hand uh in which dallas can make that happen we've seen them play really good football lately i don't know if they're going to go to etn in the passing game all that much uh we know he can do it but he's only seen three targets total three targets total in the last three weeks so that's one target per game he has gone catchless in two of the last three games. So I am just, I'm staying away from ETN. I love him and, you know, your dynasty formats, but in terms of this week, I'm looking elsewhere. Guys like Isaiah Pacheco may be available. Bam Knight might be available. Latavius Murray might be out there for you to scoop up. If we even go down the list a little bit more, you know, Jarek McKinnon is rostered about 50% of leagues and your ESPN platform. So that's a, a route I'm looking to go instead of Travis Etienne, which breaks my heart because I do love Etienne. So, so far, two guys, I'm, I'm staying away from both. I'm staying away from Fields if I can, and I'm staying away from Travis Etienne. The other, the next guy I should say, is another running back, nick chubb now nick chubb goes up against the baltimore ravens now the ravens have been known to have a weaker passing defense but a pretty good run defense they rank seventh in rush dvoa on football outsiders uh touchdown wise they don't give up a ton of touchdowns to opposing running backs uh matter of fact they've only given up one receiving touchdown in seven touchdowns so eight total touchdowns throughout the entire season to running backs. so that's not a great thing to, uh, to really sink your teeth into you. are not really excited about that. And when you look at Nick Chubb over the last two weeks, he hasn't even gotten double digits. And when you break down the last month, four games now, he's only exceeded double digits once in those four games. But the wins are Augustine and Cleveland. It seems as if uh, it could be a, a smash-mouth type of game. The over-under in that matchup is below 40. It's at 385 half. I'm playing Chubb. If I got Chubb, I'm playing Chubb. I know some signs have been uh, uh, going against Nick Chubb in terms of his last month, but I'm going with Nick Chubb. I'm keeping Nick Chubb in my lineup, and I'm going to play him. His big playability is... So, 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 so good. I mean, when you look, break down some of his underlying metrics on this season, he's sixth in breakaway run rate. He's evaded the second most tackles, and his juke rate at 43.8% is third best amongst qualified running backs. So even if he's seemingly getting stopped for a lot of the game, it only takes a handful, and my man can get his own. Uh, He can dish out a ton of fantasy points. He can create yards. So in terms of Nick Chubb, I'm keeping him in my lineup now the next guy i'd like to talk about is a player that i've really 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 grown to like throughout this season he's kind of exceeded all expectations in my mind that's garrett wilson now going into this week we were like garrett wilson against the lions at home let's go baby but with zach wilson at the helm the splits are bad the splits are bad with him it's compared from mike white to zach wilson zach wilson's in Mike white is out. So am I going to play Garrett Wilson? Knowing that, knowing that it's not as good with Mike white, knowing that uh, Zach Wilson may not be able to get him the ball nearly as much as, or as accurately or as thoroughly or as consistently as Mike white has. I am playing him. I'm playing him. I'm okay with it. Uh, he has had good games with my, with Zach Wilson as well. It's, it hasn't been all bad. And when you look at his matchup, it is the eighth most advantageous matchup for wide receivers. Uh, they give up 4.3 points to the mean. That's, like I said, the eighth best. Uh, they're at home in a game with a f- over under 43 and a half. And Zach Wilson is playing for his career here, right? He is playing for his career. If he comes out and throws an absolute stinkfest dud, then it's Mike White's job potentially forever in New York. So you got to give, sometimes you just got to have to think about Listen, these athletes want to be good. They want to stride for greatness. And maybe Zach Wilson has not been good because he has been terrible. Uh, He's been one of the worst players to really watch in terms of quarterback play. But Garrett Wilson has just been so, so good. You know, he's 331 yards after catch. So he's creating on his own. His expected fantasy points per game are higher than his fantasy points per game, meaning it's not coming in luck. There's no negative regression. I'm playing Garrett Wilson this week because sometimes you do just have to play your studs. And the matchup's there. The matchup is there. So I am going to play Garrett Wilson. The next guy I'm going to talk about is another wide receiver, and it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs take on the uh, Houston Texans. Houston is sneakily good against wide receivers. They give up minus 6.9 points to the mean. That is the 26th most advantageous matchup. So it's not all that good. Uh, they're, they've they been good at stopping not only uh, wide receivers from stop, uh, not scoring a whole lot of fantasy points, but they're doing the same for wide receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, they rank 17th in past DVOA, so they're not really... Um, all that scary in that metric. But when you see who they've shut down over the season, you kind of realize like, oh, wow. If you look through their card, they they've played well against some really, really, really good quarterbacks. Um, they are shutting down wide receivers. Uh, so, I, hmm, Juju stuff. Juju stuff. This is probably the toughest one on the list. Uh, but I am actually steering away from Juju. I am going to look for alternatives. And here's the main reason why. Juju, uh, over the past five games, uh, he has two really good ones and three really bad ones. So, given the fact that it's it's taken twelve targets and eleven targets to exceed, uh, you know, to get him in the top ten for receivers in those given weeks, I don't know if the volume is going to be there. Why? Don't I think the volume will be there? Well, it's because Houston is one of the worst rush defenses. And the in the Kansas City Chiefs, they want to win. They don't need to put up a lot of fantasy points for you or I, as much as we'd love them to. So I'm loving Isaiah Pacheco this week. Love, love, love Isaiah Pacheco this week. I love Jerick McKinnon. This week, we saw him just get 100 receiving yards last week. Now, I don't think it's going to need to get that high stakes offense going. I don't know if it's going to be a high paced boat race back forth, shoot them out type of game, but the over under is 49 points. Um, Chiefs are road favorites by two touchdowns, and all that kind of just tells me that I believe they'll get a lead early. Travis Kelsey can get his. They're not particularly good at stopping the tight end, the Houston Texans are. So because of all that, I'm looking elsewhere for Juju. I am expecting at best 12 to 14 fantasy points, which is okay. It's not bad, but I think there is a a low floor of single digits. I think the likelihood of his floor game is there. Like I said, over his last five, excuse me the majority of the games have come uh have been under double digits they've they've been under 10 points and the fact that they the Houston Texans have such a run funnel defense since the fact that Isaiah Pacheco has looked Awesome as their primary rusher in between the tackles. Like he really does look like he can handle it. And Jarek McKinnon is doing exactly what they need him to do. And because of all that, I just don't see their offense being a pass happy one. Even last week when we saw the Texans take on the Cowboys, uh, they were in the game. They almost upset the Dallas Cowboys. And yet it was still a lot of running back usage. We saw Pollard score twice, we saw Zeke score. So And we didn't see huge games out of CeeDee Lamb or Dak Prescott. And I think a lot of that kind of is similar to what we'll see this week. So, yeah, I'm not looking to play Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Now, the last guy I'm going to talk about, which is tough, is Mark Andrews. Now, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way. You're playing him. What, 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 the tight end is such a flaming dumpster fire. that what else are you going to do? Who else are you going to play over Mark Andrews? So you're playing him. It's that simple. But I do want to talk everyone through it because it's not a great look here he's playing Saturday he's got the Cleveland Browns it's a divisional matchup he does not have his boy Lamar Jackson Tyler Huntley is starting in the the Browns have been pretty good at stopping tight ends they give up minus 2.98 points to the mean that's the 23rd most advantageous matchup so it's not all that exciting the 38 and a half over under doesn't suggest shootout, but. Uh, I but it's it just it's Mark Andrews. You know he ranks first, second, to third in a ton of 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 underlying metrics. You know even in routes, yards per route run, he's fifth in the league. Uh, yards per team pass attempt at one point nine zero is the third highest amongst qualified tight ends. Uh, and over the last few weeks, you know even though his numbers haven't been great over the last month, he's finished tight end seven, tight end twelve, tight end ten. Uh, Last week was an absolute dud, but of course, you know, we saw Tyler Huntley leave with a concussion. They went with their third string quarterback. They went super run heavy. J.K. Dobbins couldn't be stopped. That guy was not looking fast, but still breaking a ton of runs. It looked like an old man playing against little kids. It was weird, but that's fine. It's not really what we're talking about here. But in terms of, of Andrews now, are there alternatives where you could get crazy if you need to spice it up a little bit, get a little nuts like a Greg Dolchitz? By roster and Andrews, it's a lot closer than you would expect just a month ago. You know, Dolchitz has the dream matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, so I just I can't bench Andrews. I just can't. I got him. in Scott fishbowl. I'm going to play him. Uh, so I'm going with Mark Andrews. I'm going to play him here this Saturday. But again, by the time you're hearing this, you might already be like, Keem was an idiot or Keem was a genius because the game is playing here on Saturday. But if you're here live, thank you. And I'm telling you now, let's play Mark Andrews, let's not get away from the ones that got us to the dance. All right, that's going to wrap up the trenches segment. That's probably going to be the segment that I roll out with for the fantasy playoffs. I think it's the most useful exercise in game planning for the postseason is just kind of talking through some of the hardest decisions, kind of breaking it down, looking at the defense, looking at the player that, that's at hand, and kind of getting ourselves a, a good sense of whether we should play with confidence, be nervous but play, or look for alternatives. So to wrap up the In the Trenches segment for Week 15, Justin Fields, I am going to look elsewhere in one QB. Superflex, two QB, you're rolling them out there because the rushing floor is a nice. Travis Etienne, I'm looking elsewhere. There are alternatives at the running back position I think you can get your hands on. I mentioned Isaiah Pacheco. I mentioned Jerick McKinnon, Latavius Murray, Bam Knight. All those guys are within five or six spots of ETN in the rankings, so I am going to uh, look for alternatives because that defense has been really good and he's been really bad. Nick Chubb, I'm playing him here on Saturday. I'm going to go with him, especially with the wins are being rumored in Cleveland. I'm going to go with the uh, the running back here uh, on Saturday. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I'm playing. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I'm looking for alternatives, but I'm not a. He's on a must bench, but I am looking for alternatives, especially if he's your flex. The flexibility there in that position. I'm going to look elsewhere. Mark Andrews. I'm playing him. If I have Greg Dolchitz, that's the one guy that I might have to ponder. But again, Saturday matchup, you're going to make that choice. But I'm playing Mark Andrews because he's just such 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 a stud. Okay, so before we get into the bargain bin section, the cheap plays, the guys that might help you win on the margins here in the postseason, I need to talk to you about rival Fantasy. Are you guys tired of having fantasy sports across just all the platforms? Well, now you can play fantasy sports the way you want, all in one place with Rival. RivalFantasyFootball.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles. You can challenge, you can do fantasy sports book, and fantasy bingo. Fantasy bingo is a ton of fun. Plus, they are adding some season-long stuff next year, so you want to get in now, get familiar with the awesome platform that is Rival. Fantasy.com. Uh, We do have a special offer for you here at Play Profiler. If you sign up at RivalFantasy.com use that promo code player to activate, you will get 100% first play insurance and that means you can play worry-free. I don't know about you, but I like to play my fantasy worry-free. I got enough to worry about here in the postseason. I'm trying to win my home leagues. I'm trying to keep advancing in Scott Fishbowl. I'm trying to do a lot of things. I'm playing with a lot of worry. I'm playing with a lot of worry. So if I'm going to play on Rival, I love it that I can play my first play with worry-free because I'll have 100% first play insurance. That's RivalryFantasy.com for 100% loss protection up to $50 on your first deposit. Just use that promo code PLAYER. Fantasy sports are more fun with Rival. Let's keep this train moving for week 15. All right, ladies and gents, it's the bargain bin section of the show. Now, uh, I've mentioned this a couple times that there are Saturday games. I did not have any Saturday players listed here in the bargain bin because if someone checks us out late Saturday or Sunday, I don't want them to miss the boat. So if you're listening live, uh, Matt Ryan and uh Deshaun Watson are would have absolutely been bargain bin options I do like them this week play a profiler likes them this week we we have them both inside our top 15 uh but you are going to want to monitor the weather I guess in Cleveland which I will be immediately after the show but let's just dive right on in and if you're new to the show first of all welcome for joining what have took you so long to come game plan with your boy man a either way The bargain bin, we go position by position, and we have two at each, and we talk about they're cheap. They could be cheap DFS plays or guys that are available in your sleeper formats or any format, really. But the roster ship percentages that I use reflect sleeper because sleeper is the best. All right, first quarterback on the list is Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones, he is at Washington in Sunday Night Football. He's only 46% rostered. Player profile has him ranked at QB 17. I have him at QB 15. The over-under of 40.5 isn't great, but it's, enough to, to, to not, it, it's, it's high enough to not push you away, to not steer you away. And the Giants are 4.5-point dogs. The Giants just played the Washington Commanders a couple weeks ago in Week 13. And in that game, jones had 17.1 fantasy points that's good for qb12 he completed 80.6 of his passes pretty pretty good right pretty good he ran for 71 yards and he only scored one touchdown so 17 points on one touchdown pretty good that means he was efficient that means he was able to handle that defense that's an encouraging sign uh he is actually believe it or not qb12 on a points per game basis (laughs) when i saw that i was like oh wow for the old hat to you there, Mr. Jones. He has a 75.3% true completion percentage. That's number two amongst qualified quarterbacks. And he is a top five rushing QB in the NFL. We love rushing floors, especially if we are bargain bin shopping. Now, if you have a guy like Justin Fields, would you pivot to a guy like Daniel Jones? Whew. That's actually a choice I might be making in my home league. It's scary, but I might do it because I just, yeah, the Eagles defense are, they, I can't, I, I'm having nightmares. But anyway, Daniel Jones is a great option if you are stuck at quarterback. The next quarterback I would like to talk about Desmond Ritter at the New Orleans Saints. He's only 11% rostered on Sleeper. He's 5,200 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. Playaprofiler.com has him ranked at QB20. I got him at QB23, so I'm a little less excited, but I think it's more of the I, I think when I was breaking this down, it looked as if I was just more excited about some of the other guys uh, ahead of him. But. Uh he is a top he top 20-ish play here. The over-under of 43 and a half is, is not bad. It's a good enough number. And the Atlanta Falcons are four point dogs on the road. That's what we're looking for. We love that here in the barking bin. The and the uh New Orleans Saints, they have the they've only given up three, they've only uh uh created three interceptions on defense. That's the worst mark in the NFL. They've only picked the ball three times, so that's good for a rookie. So he, if he's not necessarily playing mistake-free football, then the, the Saints aren't pushing the issue and taking the ball away in the air. New Orleans is the fifth best matchup for rushing quarterbacks, which we like to see because Desmond Ritter has a, a good 40 time. He's in the 97th percentile for his 40-yard dash and the 95th percentile for his burst score. So the guy can scoot. That's what we like to see. The Falcons may be playing from behind. Cause like I said, they're road dogs, which could present some catch up mode, which we again, like for playmakers like Ritter and the Atlanta offense with Mariota. They were fourth most in QB carries, fifth most in red zone QB carries, and had the fourth or had four rushing touchdowns from their quarterback. So you calculate all that together. Desmond Ritter may not look great, but he could put together a nice enough fantasy day for you uh, if you're looking to to get in the bargain and get, in, get, get, get dirty with it and get a quarterback in your lineup. Uh one QB I probably wouldn't necessarily sniff around Ritter. I think there are better options, but in your 2 QB flex where you need somebody, only 11% rostered. He's got that number is going to go way up of course in in your super flex leagues, but in seasonal leagues even if it is super flex, he is going to be available. Pick him up. And use him if you are in a tough situation. Let's go to the running back position, and the first guy I'd like to talk about. These are deep dives. We are diving on deep here in the bargain bin for running backs. Dare Ogunbowale. Like I said, they are the Houston Texans are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at home. He's only two percent rostered on Sleeper, forty-seven hundred on DraftKings, five thousand on FanDuel. Play a profiler, has him ranked at running back 47. I got him considerably higher at running back 32. The over-under of 49 is fantastic, and the Houston Texans are 14-point dogs. So catch-up mode, comeback mode, garbage time is all on the table here. And believe it or not, Dario Gumbwale is more expensive than Rex Burkhead on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So there's the sharps there believe he has a higher uh potential of scoring I think than Rex Burkhead. Kansas City presents the second most advantageous matchup for receiving running backs. They give up the most receptions to running backs. They give up the second most receiving yards to running backs, and they gave up the third most receiving touchdowns to running backs. So let's look at Rex Burkhead versus Dare Gumboale over the last three games. Snap shares. Dare is at a 30%, a 21%, and a 27% snap share, opposed to Rex Burkhead 15.4, 18.3, 7.9. Now I know Damian Pierce was getting the lion's share. He was their guy. He is out. Okay, so we have to rely on the, the, uh, the two competing against one another over the last two weeks, and Dari has gotten more snaps. Now, let's get routes run. has run 12, 6, and 10. Rex Burkhead has run 4, 10, and 2. Okay. And targets. Dare Gumbwale has seen two, three, and two targets. Rex Burkhead has seen zero, two, and one. So if we're looking at the possible pass catching ability out of these two guys or how they're utilized in the Houston Texans offense, I'm giving the nod to Dare. I think that Dare, when they get behind big or if they need to get If they need to pick up the pace they're running faster offense i think dare is going to get more chances on the field and i think he's going to do well with it i think he's going to uh be on the field and run more routes and and make more catches in your ppr formats that's what you're looking for and if he's only two percent roster and you could pick him up and play him now boy oh boy has he has a chance he does have a chance to be this week's bargain bin mvp the next guy i'd like to talk about comes with a whole much nuance here in the bargain bin. uh You know things have changed over the last couple of days, and it's we're going to go with it because I still like the player. I'm talking about Pierre Strong at Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he is only eight percent roster. He's four thousand on DraftKings, forty five hundred on Fanduel. Now, Player Profiler has him ranked at running back seventy three. I had him ranked at running back forty eight, but that was with the assumption that ramondre Stevenson was going to miss the game. It appears he may not, but Damian Harris is. And if Ramondre is limited or leaves the game early because that ankle isn't 100%, we saw a whole lot out of Pierre Strong in week 14. Matter of fact, in that week 14, when Ramondre left the game, he had only seven touches. Not great. But with those seven touches, he had 90 total yards. That's 12.9 yards per touch. That is a player that can get a lot done without a whole lot of volume. He scored a touchdown. He had 17 fantasy points, which was running back 12 on the week. So with Ramondre playing, if they decide to give Pierre Strong more love, which they should, he proved he's really, really, really effective. I think if you're in a really hard situation, if you're really tough here, you you have nowhere to go, you're in a corner, Pierre Strong somewhere to go. Also, the Vegas defense versus running backs give up 1.2 fantasy points to the mean. That's the 12th most advantageous metric. Uh, in terms of uh, rushing running backs, the rushing floor. But the Vegas Raiders give up 3.6 receiving fantasy points allowed to running backs. That's the fourth most advantageous. So they can be hurt by pass-catching running backs. And they, they give up the fifth most receptions running backs, and they actually have given up the most receiving yards to running backs. So that's great for Ramondre if he's able to play and play healthy. So. I am a Romandre rosterer, so I'm excited about that. But if he misses or is limited, this could be Pierre Strong because he's shown the ability to catch the ball. Uh, last week, I think he had a, just a couple of catches, but he was able to be super, super effective with them. And what I love about Pierre Strong is he has a great, uh, or should I say a strong, <laughs> pun intended, athletic profile. 4.3740 time. He's in the 95th percentile for speed score in the 86th percentile for burst score. That's why I like Pierre Strong this week, indoors against the Raiders. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Chris Moore. We are seriously here, ladies and gents. We are in the thick of it when we're talking about Chris Moore in fantasy. The Houston Texans, again, will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 7% rostered. 4,200 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel. Player profiler has him ranked at wide receiver 42. I got him at wide receiver 44. Pretty lockstep there. The over-under, I've said it before, but I'll repeat it again, is 49. And Houston is 14-point dogs at home. We love catch-up mode here in the bargain bin. The Kansas City Pasty, they're 25th in pass DVOA. They've given up 19 touchdowns to wide receivers. That's the most in the NFL. And Chris Moore is projected to go up against Legereus Sneed. Now, Sneed has a negative 1.7 coverage rating. That's 66th highest in football. Not good. And Cody, my man, Cody Carpentier, has, uh, he does these cornerback ranks. If you're not familiar, get hit because they're such a valuable tool when you're game planning for your fantasy matchups. He's got him ranked at cornerback 41. So Snead is not somebody worth uh, uh, worrying about. He's someone that Chris Moore can take advantage of. And last week, week 14, Chris Moore with uh, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks out. Like I said at the top of the show, they are going to miss again in week 15. He had 11 targets. He caught 10 of them for 124 yards, finished with 22.4 fantasy points. He was wide receiver six. Let that sink in. Wide receiver six on the week. So he's still available. And if you need a flex, if you have Juju, I think that Chris Moore outscores Juju Smith-Schuster in this matchup. Maybe it's bold take. That's what I'm going with. The next wide receiver is a bit of a deeper dive, Terrace Marshall. Uh, The Panthers take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's rostered in about 18% of sleeper leagues, 3,500 on DraftKings, 5,300 on FanDuel. Player profiler has him at wide receiver 66. I got him at wide receiver 58. Pretty close when you're this deep. It's kind of splitting hairs on certain guys. The over under of 37 and half isn't really exciting, but Carolina are home favorites against Pittsburgh. Now, this is kind of uh, going to roll into another thing with the DJ Moore news. If DJ Moore misses, I am more inclined to play a guy like Terrence Marshall. If DJ Moore plays and they say he's a full go, Then I think I'd be a little bit more nervous to play Marshall, but the potential is there. The Pittsburgh Steelers give up 5.4 wide receiver points to the league average. That's the seventh most, the seventh most advantageous matchup for opposing wide receivers in that metric. They've given up the fifth most receiving yards to wide receivers and the fourth most wide receiver touchdowns allowed. so they do give up production to uh, wide receivers and why I like Terrace Marshall is his big play potential. He doesn't need a ton of volume to to put up fantasy points and the fact that the Steelers give up those yards and they give up those touchdowns means that Terrace Marshall can produce without a whole lot of volume. He has a 18.2 yards per reception. That's actually third most amongst qualified wide receivers, believe it or not. And my man's got the athleticism to make the big plays. He's a big kid. He runs a 4-4, 5-40. He's in the 86th percentile for speed score and the 85th percentile for burst score. So he can make it happen down the field. And he has three double-digit fantasy games this season with four or less receptions. So all those things just speak to his ability to make Fantasy points out of nothing. So if you're really stuck and DJ Moore is out, I'm definitely looking at Marshall. If DJ Moore's is in, he's more of a long shot. But given the big play potential and the soft matchup against the Steelers, Terrace Marshall could be someone you could put in your flex in a desperate situation. Now, let's move on to the tight end position. Tyler Conklin is the first guy I'm going to talk about here. The Jets take on the Detroit Ty- Tigers. Sometimes my brain just goes like that, just like mushes. The Detroit Lions. He's 28% rostered. Um, He is the tight end 15 in both mine and the player profiler ranks. The 44 over under, like I said, is not terrible. And the Jets are home dogs by one or home favorites by one point. So it's basically a pick up Detroit's pass defense versus tight ends. It's the 11th most advantageous matchup. They've given up 726 receiving yards to the tight ends position. That's the sixth most. And they've given up eight tight end touchdowns this year that's tied for the second most in football tyler conklin has seen 15 targets over the last two weeks uh and he has two top 15 finishes with zach wilson uh he was actually tight end one with zach wilson in week eight so if you're looking for a deep play at tight end Uh, maybe you're just kind of sick of rolling out, uh, Tyler Higby, or you were relying on a Logan Thomas, maybe deep in the, the ranks. I think a Tyler Conklin is a better play there. Uh, it's tough. It's Zach Wilson. I know. I get it. Zach Wilson. I get it. But even with Zach Wilson, like I said, he has a couple of good finishes, including a tight end one week. So in a game, if it does kind of accelerate and does kind of pick up, which the, the Lions do kind of provoke some high scoring matchups, this is a, the tight end that I'm looking to, to, to get a hold of and put in my lineup. The next tight end is Cade Otten. Tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's only 14% rostered. The Bucs take on the Cincinnati Bengals at home. He's 2,900 on DraftKings, 4,600 on FanDuel. Player profile has him ranked at tight end 28. I got him a lot higher. I got him at tight end 19. Uh, I think really here the 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 difference is uh, player profile has Cameron Brait higher. I think uh, I'm taking out over Brait. I think Otten's proven himself to be the better tight end of the two. So give me Otten over Bray, and just that alone bumps him up enough. So that's kind of the difference in our ranking systems here. Uh, the 44 over-under is good, and I think they could blow past that, especially if Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are on the field. Uh, so I do think the scoring potential is there. And the Tampa Bay are home dogs by 3.5 points, so they may be in pass mode uh, you know, earlier or even if it's late. Brady has shown he'll throw to Kate Otten in their two-minute drill and their comeback effort against the Saints on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. Kate Otten was very much involved. Matter of fact, caught a touchdown in that game, I believe, uh, but he was very much involved in that. He's, in, he's absolutely in the Brady circle of trust. Now, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they give up 2.2 fantasy points to the mean at the tight end position. That's the 10th most advantageous mark in that metric. They give up the fifth most tight end receptions allowed. They give up 5.4 receptions a game to tight ends. Uh, And Kate Auten's got nine red zone targets this season. That's the ninth most amongst qualified tight ends. So Brady will go to him when it matters most in the red zone. He has three top 15 tight end finishes uh, in Tampa Bay's last game. And if if you're looking for a top 20 metric, uh, he finished in the top 24 out of the last five games. So his boom weeks aren't there, but if you're looking for a nicer, safer floor and you're kind of stuck at the tight end position, Cade Otten might be the guy that you need. So that's going to wrap up the bargain bin section. The quarterbacks in the bargain bin this week are Daniel Jones and Desmond Ritter, but I am okay with Matt Ryan or Uh, Deshaun Watson, if you're listening before their game on Saturday. Dare Wale and Pierre Strong are our super deep dives at running back. Chris Moore and Terrace Marshall are our bargain bin wide receivers. And our bargain bin tight ends for week 15 is Tyler Conklin and Cade Otten. Now, your homework assignment is easy. I know it's a big time of the year. I'm not going to put a lot on your plate, ladies and gents. Your homework assignment is just to enjoy it. Live in the moment. Relax, enjoy the games. After the games start, you've made your lineup decisions. There's nothing else you can do, okay? You just got to let it up. It's up to the fantasy gods now. So your homework assignment is to watch the football games and enjoy it. Just take it in. We only have a few weeks of this left of fantasy, ladies and gents. It's going to be gone before you know it. Relax, enjoy, and just watch some fantasy football. Watch the regular football and enjoy it. Just enjoy it. That's your homework assignment. Very, very easy. Just easy. And my final thought for Week 15, it's really not a thought. It's really not even a question. It's just me showing some love. I just want to say thank you guys so much for rocking with me during the regular season, and I just wanted to extend all my good luck, all my good juju, all my good vibes to each and every one of you in your league's postseason, regardless if you're playing for a championship, if you're in hunt for that chip, you want the chip with the dip, or you're just looking to secure a top pick in the consolation bracket, best of luck to each and every one of you in Week 15 so that's going to wrap up episode 14 please subscribe to player profilers youtube channel if you're not already and while you're here smash that like button follow me on twitter i'm at maddie Kiwoom. you can check out my articles on playerprofile.com i got a fantasy supermarket coming out today saturday so by the time you listen to this it should be out Check out my other show, Trade Gods, with my man Jason. It's coming out. We do a live stream every Thursday. And make sure you're joining the Player Profile Discord. Just do You can find it on the player pages. You can find it at playerprofile.com slash chat. Get in that Discord because we will answer questions. We're talking fantasy football all day long. And we are here to help you get them doves, ladies and gents. Make sure you're checking our TikToks out. We got two different TikTok platforms. Make sure you're checking them out. And tech, check out my man Jason on our IGs, killing it there. So. Ladies, gents, children of all ages, keep game planning, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace.